welcome back to the Outer Sounds podcast for episode five. I'm Stay. I'm Sarah. And we'll start with a quick update on the Emiliano Sala incident. Thanks to private donations. Yes. The there will be a private search that has carried on this week. Yeah. I don't know the exact details. Um, there have been a couple of rumours and so string, a seat or something. Seats, yeah, or but the, nothing's been confirmed yet, and I think no. it would be insensitive to uh, speculate on any rumours until we have anything confirmed. You just uh, pray for the best. And, we do. And hope for, at this point, the best possible outcome for really his friends and family and yeah. the friends and family of the pilot. David at this Davidson point, as well. I suppose it's, it's just wanting to find something something yeah to yeah. give them a little bit of peace in in what is a dreadful time isn't it absolutely the worst so we'll, we've updated you with that and we'll move straight into uh, we'll change format this week we actually did a little bit because yeah we're going to start with transfers this week because we had transfer deadline day which in comparison to previous years it was a bit of a bust this transfer window wasn't it there weren't i mean more action went on after i went to bed than when i was awake it seemed yeah, like I yeah. woke up to lots of news there was a lot of news but there weren't any there were a couple of noteworthy transfers but there wasn't any like in previous years there was one in particular that I, my eye was uh, of, of course and we'll come on to that on. I think yeah we'll come on to that um, at some point but I think the first one I wanted to talk about was Denis Suarez to Arsenal alone and, and I know we spoke off mic about you not wanting me to go into too much detail on this one yeah. but it is a strange transfer it really is is it is it Emery trying to bring in his type of players maybe uh, but you wouldn't have thought that another attacking player another creative type player Ozil they've got Ramsey Torreira I know he's a, he's a defensive midfielder but he's also he can score he can create yeah um, they've got Aubameyang they've got Mkhitaryan to come back they've got Lacazette you would have thought they're not attacker, short they're they? not an attacker would not be a priority and uh and Champagne Charlie Nicholas wasn't particularly happy with the signing either. He didn't even no, go into his. He didn't even go into detail about how good the lad is because he is a good player. I've seen him play against us uh, a couple of times uh, for Villarreal, uh, mainly for Villarreal because he was at Villarreal when we got to Europe for the league final. I know he was with Emery at Sevilla, and he's a, he's a very handy player. And you don't play for Barcelona if if you're not a good footballer. No, it's true, but it is not what they need and that's what Charlie Nicholas said basically. for me the ride's on the wall I, I could be completely wrong and I often am <laughs> the ride's on the wall is for her so when you bring in another attacking midfielder who yeah. can play in so many positions up top he doesn't trust her as well does he <laughs> no and who would no he doesn't you, you see him make him captain in the in the games against the smaller teams but I would bet any money and I, and I also could be wrong because I'm often wrong I would bet any money that he will not start against City at the Etihad Mesut no. Ozil. Uh, he, I bet you he will start a player that he's happy to bomb out of the club at the end of the year in Aaron Ramsey. Aaron yeah, Ramsey's, it's a strange com- one, Aaron Ramsey's it's confirmed strange one. to be going to Juventus pretty much now, and yeah, well, he'd rather yeah, and he'd rather use Aaron Ramsey in that role than a three hundred fifty grand a week international footballer. It's disappointing. It's it's this it's this sort of modern era footballer, isn't it? it? Is. I mean, it, it, in just that he just does not want to show what he can do he doesn't well, He doesn't want to do the work no. from, seemingly I don't know the, obviously we don't know the lad he could be a really nice lad but he doesn't seem to want to do the hard work and he is by the bigger teams us uh, Liverpool City United he is pinpointed as a weak link when Arsenal play and he starts yeah if you get around him and you make him uncomfortable 
that affects the whole of Arsenal's play if Ozil's on the pitch. And that's why he won't and play you cannot City. do that. In the Premier League this season in particular, there isn't a club you can go out to and you can have a half-assed game. No. Even against, you know, the Huddersfield, the Cardiff, the Uz in so Newcastle, you can't have an half-assed game. You'd have thought then that Suarez is there to be used instead of Ozil and actually instead of Ramsey. So then, like you said, it's yeah. Henry bringing in his own type of player so he doesn't have to rely on someone who's soft like Ozil. And he doesn't have to rely on someone who's not going to be there next but year. It's the case with Arsenal, isn't it? You know, I don't think they know who they're going to put it's, out. It's every bizarre. Week, you know? it's, defensively, they've been shocking this year. And I thought. And but when you bring in a, a big old Greek who is a good player, mm. but you need someone more mobile at the side of him. Well, Koscielny's quality. He is, but then, you know, the, the cover there is. There's none. It's weak. I thought it would have made sense, and I don't know how far down the road this got but there were rumours about Cahill weren't they going on loan I heard that yeah now if I was a Chelsea if I was a member of the Chelsea staff that's something even though we're not play, they're not playing Gary Cahill I wouldn't want to help out Arsenal because no, Gary no, Cahill no. would invariably help yeah. Arsenal out in that position yeah I mean uh, if I was we've, we've, we've spent far too long on this Arsenal yeah. but it's just it's just same old Arsenal isn't it it is yeah you know, in, in the, in it's fact, a weird transfer that really shouldn't have been the highest of the priorities no, defensively they should have they should have brought someone in. I agree. Mm. Uh, one transfer I want to talk about really quickly is is with your club um, a certain Lazar Markovic who oh, yes. promised who whose name promised a lot when it you did, signed him. It did. It did. My much, brother. How much when, did you sign him Twenty for? million. When we signed him, my brother said, "Oh, he's got a name for the Ballon d'Or, hasn't he, Lazar?" <laughs> <laughs> His name sounds like it'll just fit with that Ballon d'Or list. He was actually the year before we signed him from Benfica. He was on that, um, you know, the Golden Boy the list. Golden the Boy, UEFA. Yeah, yeah. He was on that, and he, for Benfica, if you look at his highlight, he was he was fantastic. But I think he fell foul to just not being up to the rigours of the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, he, he's not played many games for you. No. In the league, he, he played 19 games, got two goals, yeah. was shipped off. And I mean, how many, when did you sign he's him? Been 2014? On the, it was the year. Yeah, maybe? it was 2014. It was the summer that we got rid of Louis so, when we signed Lazar. in five years, he's had four loans. One to Fenerbahce, yeah. four goals. 14 games, no goals. Sporting was the next He was at Hull. He, he, played quite, he played quite well at Hull. 12-2. and two. I mean, he, but the thing is, for, for me, goals aren't everything... But as a as a winger, as a wide, uh, you know, You've got a, a to be man, involved in assist, in creating chances and assists and scoring. Yeah, and at Anderlecht, he didn't really eight eight, and he got one. No, um, I, I assume most Liverpool fans are looking at this of um, best of luck to you, but we're not upset. Exactly. Yeah, it's disappointing how it's gone. I think it's a bit of both. I think he was mismanaged early on under Brendan. Yeah, he, he, he came under. He came at a time of massive transition at the club. We. We'd gone so close to the league before the summer. We lost Louis, and the money wasn't spent correctly. We went out that summer. We signed Balotelli, Markovic, Lambert, Lalana. Obviously, Lalana oh, still being there. Lambert, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So the money wasn't spent right, and and Moreno as well was was bought that summer. How was he? St- that, that, no, no, we'll that's, a, that's that. a discussion for another uh, time. He, was, he just he, he came at the wrong time, um, mismanaged, and I just don't think he had the stomach for the Premier League. Uh, fair play to him I said to you off mic I very much look forward to both Lazar Markovic and Ryan Babble becoming new versions of Robin and Ribery uh, when we play Fulham at Craven Cottage in a few weeks time which I'm sure they will because yeah. both will have a point to prove um, the the league title will continue to rumble mm. uh, let's move on to uh, the bat 
Yeah, that was that rumbled on for a few days, didn't it? It did, didn't it? I think I saw a tweet from him. He's, he's a social media god, really, isn't he? He is, yeah. He and he just went to media. bed not knowing what, what could he end up at well, that morning. Well, Roy Hodgson said something similar, didn't he? Roy yeah. Hodgson said he went to sleep and it hadn't been done. And he woke up, he said it was a nice surprise in the morning that they got it over the line. Uh Came we have Chelsea with promise. He did. We have a Chelsea friend who speaks very highly of him, don't yeah, we? Yeah, he, he likes him. He thinks that he should be given a chance at Chelsea rather than going outside in the likes of Higuain. It was Batshuayi, actually, who scored the goal who won them the league title a couple of years ago yeah. against West Brom. He's, he's, he's a decent footballer from what I've seen. Um, he was wanted by a few clubs when yeah. Chelsea eventually signed him. Well, Everton, he wanted to go to Everton, didn't he? But there were rumours about of, that. Uh, who have they got on loan? Is it Zuma? No. Yeah, uh, Zuma. They couldn't take another off Chelsea, no. so it would have to be a thirty odd million pound, which Everton just weren't. Yeah, they weren't willing to pay. Uh, I mean, which is surprising because if you speak to Everton fans, uh, they've got all the money in the world. Yeah. But I mean, he's on. one of these again who, when signing, he you know he'd had a decent back of a decent season and stuff, and he was like one of the kids who might have made it. But thirty two games in the league, seven goals. I think I read for it's him. Not tearing up trees, is it? No, it's not. I think if given a chance at Chelsea, he could have done something. Um, but that is just the stat. It's just the way Chelsea is. Chelsea, isn't it? If, you, if you don't, but he's not. You, but, I he mean, came he was young, younger, yeah. yeah. But he's he didn't come up through the ranks. No, there. no. But he's it's still, just if you if you don't hit the ground running, if you don't hit the ground yeah, running at Chelsea, you're gone. You Salah, forgot. De Bruyne. The thing is as well, having multiple managers and you not being at the club when they arrive must be quite it's, difficult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a very know. good point as well. Um, let's just move on uh, to one that I'm not going to spend too much time on, but I think most teams will be glad to 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 wave. Um, the uh, the tree like man that is Marwan Fellaini. You've got your arms in the air. I have United to Shandong Luang. I'm glad you. I'm glad you tried yeah. to pronounce that because um, I was never going to try. Uh, I am extremely happy. He was uh, for me. I can't. I can't say any. I can barely say anything nice about United at the best of times. But for me, he did the job that was required. Of I read him. an article the other day, um, or part of an article. I didn't read it in depth. But I agreed with the the buzzline of the fact that Fellaini's going. It marks the end of an era and the start of a new yeah, chapter. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, he, he isn't able to play the way Solskjaer and United should be playing. Yeah. But it wasn't just Mourinho who used him. No, effectively he's... Van Gaal as yeah. well. He was their go-to man to basically throw up top with the likes of Lukaku yeah. or Zlatan. Uh, to try and get a result if things weren't going their way, and it worked. It did at times, uh, I must admit. But as a as an unbiased biased fan, <laughs> I cannot stand him. He's all elbows. He's a thug. <laughs> uh, the amount of times you've seen him get away with elbowing players in the face. My favourite highlight of Marwan Fellaini in the Premier League was Steven Gerrard getting his own back. He leads. Fellaini goes up leading with his elbows to try and muscle Sterling out of it this is a long this is 13-14 season tries to muscle Sterling out Stevie goes motoring in clash of heads blood everywhere fantastic bye bye Marwan Fellaini <laughs> let's move on uh, yeah uh, talk about another <laughs> midfielder Yuri um, Tillman yeah that was he was always my first signing on FIFA 17 or 18 yeah he, he, <laughs> the, um, I mean I've not got football much. manager as well yeah I mean I can't say I've seen a great deal of him. all I know no. is that at one point in time, there was hype around There was, him. and that's why, I mean, I was joking about FIFA and football manager. He was he was a player that always grew to be one of the world-class yeah, players yeah. on those games. And obviously, those games have an extensive scouting network. You go yeah. and watch these young players. It's not based on nothing. Uh, he was Anderlecht, looked 
promising at Anderlecht was seen as the next big central midfielder of Europe. I went to Monaco at a time where Monaco were were they were seen better than probably what they, they are, are right now. now yeah. you know, after what's happened there. But uh, forty-seven games, five goals. I mean, he's a midfielder, and I don't know whether he's he's, he's more attacking or defensive. He's kind of box to box, basically. Yeah, so. he's, um, he's got a good shot on him. Um, I just think it probably makes sense for Leicester it gives them something I've watched them obviously I'll talk about this more in the next segment I watched them against us at Anfield midweek um, and they're a very good side they're just inconsistent which is normal and it just gives that midfield a little bit of something different maybe a bit of um, a bit of a bit of I'll sprinkle it with a bit of fairy dust as I yeah, would say a bit well, of magic in that midfield I mean the tale of Adrian Silver Adrian Silver going the other way yeah it, uh, so it's it's one of those where it just didn't work out you know no. he, they missed him by a minute and they had to sit out for the first four and or five months and then when he eventually comes in he's not really no. it makes sense right. for Leicester to give it a go and like I said it gives them something different and it might kick them on to, to challenge a bit yeah. higher in the, in the top yeah. half of the table uh, Peter Crouch, he's a stalwart of the uh, Premier League. He's yeah, back. he was 38 years old. Adrian Durham, um, a man that I don't usually take too much notice of, or try not to anyway, was asking the question quite forcefully of Stuart Pearce on the radio this week. Why on earth have Burnley signed this man? What 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 kind he's, of signal does this give he out? He fits into the system. I think it's a fantastic signing for Burnley. Because you, they're getting a player who is extremely motivated. Can't believe he's got this chance. Yeah, he uh, he's happy to sit on the bench. He's yeah. happy to. And basically, they've replaced Sam Vokes, who I personally do not rate. Yeah. I've got a couple of Burnley fans as mates from when I worked over there, and they don't mind him. He's an international striker, plays for Wales. Yeah, doesn't he? he does. Uh, pops up with the odd goal, but whenever I've seen him, he just lumbers. I've seen him miss sitters at crucial times. And he doesn't start Vokes, does he? No. So to get ten million in for Vokes and basically sign Crouch on a free, who will do the job that Dice wants of Vokes, but probably even better. Yeah, he's just even a thirty-eight. Hold the ball up, bring yeah, others into play. Exactly. I think it's a no-brainer. I think it's a yeah. fantastic move for Burnley. Leeds Stoke after playing two hundred twenty-five games for them, uh, yeah. which is an amazing amount. That goal probably against City. Mo- yeah, do you remember that goal yeah, against City? Yes. Oh my Can't word! Forget. I mean, it's probably it, it is definitely more because I think the website I get this off it's just league, yeah, uh, whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, just to mention, just I've done this in order of time it happened. Yeah. Doing transfer. Uh, Bakuna's gone to Reading, which is interesting that they're signing championship players when they're still in the Premier League. It's it's almost he's gone to uh, from Reading to Cardiff. Yeah, uh, so it's probably signalling that they are preparing. strengthening for the drop, preparing um, for life after Premier League. A big one, <laughs> a big one now for me. Um, yeah, this was good news. I, this was good news. I thought I remember the Michael Owen transfer. So do I, I because. I remember when you took him into the back of a dusty, uh, dusty billiards room. I think it was, and tried to re-sign him, and and he didn't want to well, sign no. in that environment. Ma- Michael Owen did want to come back to Liverpool. Liverpool just weren't willing to pay the sixteen million for him that Newcastle were willing to throw at him at the time. Yeah, I mean, this is not. We're not going to talk about Michael Owen at this no. point, but um, he he did all right. Uh, but one man who was no, I mean, he hasn't broken the record. Because of this, he is about half a million under the record. I thought it was signing. twenty million. Or is it's that about a on? sixteen million pound signing with performance performance related add-ons? So technically, you know, what they'll do with the fee is say that's broken the record. That's, that's they have come out and said if, it's broken the record. I wouldn't care. I, I don't if it care. Was, even but if it's it was just, one pound over the record. It's just 
the Mike Ashley way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Create hype over something that's not particularly true. I've spent twenty um, million on this. Yeah, player. it's he comes he, he leaves Atlanta and they love him in Atlanta. Well, Liam it's, Ridwell was on um, talking about Miguel Amaran, and he had he's played against him. He was he played against him in the MLS Cup final last week, uh, last week last year. Sorry. And he had nothing but positive things yeah. to say. I think the, the only reason they let him go is because uh, they have a system over there where they've got three designated players. He's Paraguayan, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Mm. And uh, they signed, name fails to, to come to me now, but they'd signed another one mm. and one of them needed to leave and it was Miguel. We've been after him for, for well, apparently Rafa's been after him for over a year mm. uh, because our manager now had to leave Charlie, the lovely man. <coughs> 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 Uh, came out and said that you know Rafa's had to wait longer than than he would have liked, which is just uh, standard, you know Michael standard. to a T. But he comes sixty-two games, twenty-one goals uh, for Atlanta. Uh, all the all the reporters are saying he's got a rifle of a left foot. Yeah. Some are saying that, and you were saying to me earlier that he's only got a left. Yeah, foot. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like his right leg is just for standing on, but if his left leg is as good as. Uh, the clips suggest then it doesn't really matter but when you play the way we are playing this season where we're lumping the ball up to Rondon who knocks it down to have Miguel behind him who, who apparently is wonderful on moving the ball and apparently he's, he's, one, of of quick, he's one of the quicker players these you know these reporters have ever seen on the ball Ridgewell said yeah at that point there Ridgewell said he's never seen a player who is, seems to be quicker on the ball than he is off the ball Yeah, which would be perfect for your kind of play because at the moment Rondon's the out, only outlet and if he wins the first ball, there's no one picking up the second exactly. ball behind him. Whereas now, if you've got someone that quick picking up the second ball, the only worry that I'm sure you have, <coughs> fans have in amongst all the positivity is the fact that he's coming from the MLS. And it's a bit of an... I think it's unfair to say it's a graveyard because players like Lampard and Jaron have gone out there and failed and likes of Rooney have yeah. gone out there and flourished. Bradley Wright Phillips was a weird one that's gone out there and scored goal after goal after goal. So... There's this reputation that it's an easy league to be in, and I don't think it is. We call it the retirement league. Yeah, we? exactly. So that it's an unknown quantity. It's a lot of money for a player who could come over here yeah. and, like Lazar Markovic, not fancy the rigors of Premier League football. You hope that Newcastle's a great place for him to come in and be absolutely adored and revered. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he will be adored. I think. I think you know. I think anyone who comes to the club and just tries hard, yeah, is adored. You know, regardless of how well they do. For us, it, I think it's a make or break. I think if he if he kicks on and gets a few goals, makes a few assists, we'll just by the skin of our teeth stay up. I think, I think you will stay up, and I I have a feeling with this signing and the next signing we'll talk about the fullback uh, who's on the bench currently as we record. Yeah. Um, I think you'll probably, and I'd like to say because it's a place that I've lived I've lived in for two years. I'd like to see that you pull away from that relegation battle. Um, yeah, I don't think we will. I think we're going to be in it until the 38th game of the season. I don't. Really? I think we, we were up to 14. Even with Almiron coming in. And the, and the performance of the other night. You just look at the rest of the team and, you know, it's it's been well documented about how, you know, on average we're using eight players that came up with us from the championship. Yeah, that's... It's one man is not going to make the difference. I don't think. I think we're still. I think it could make that, a big difference. I think in, in tight games, I think he could make a di- he could be the difference between a point and three, which at this stage of the season is vital. But mm. I think as a Newcastle fan, pessimistic, I, I just think he helps our chances. You don't massively. want to get oh, and you don't want to get overly hyped 
and I'll talk, not at all. And I'll not talk about all. not wanting to get older yeah. in a later um, segment. I mean, uh, Antonio Brecker came in on loan from uh, Monaco just before him. Another left back. Another um, leaving the sinking ship. Exactly. Like yeah. Um, you know, he's he's capped it under whatever Italy level. Mm. Um, promising. You've needed, but it allows us now to to get Matt Ritchie out of that left back position mm. or left wing back position as it is. It it's it's Pete Crafter for me mm. that he's stuck Richie there, the man who will work his absolute socks off yeah. for the club. It's like us playing James Milner back at yeah. full back. Exactly Richie's the, the ultimate professional, you know, he's yeah. not phased by anything. But I just think he's better he's better on a right wing position, you know, because we were playing Perez you look at what Sky say our formation is and I'm never con- yes. I'm never sure. But Perez is apparently our right winger at the minute. Perez is not a right winger. No. So not. it allows it allows us to put Brecker at left back, who's got covering uh, Dummett and Mankio. I, yeah. I say Mankio, but it, it just allows us to have a, a change that system. Yeah, it now. does. Um, because as soon as we got, hopefully, we could now go from a five uh, a five back uh, defense to moving Richie back onto the right, mm. Perez back into a central attacking midfielder, Perez out. It just it gives you more flexibility. With it does, the system, it which does. which can only help in a relegation battle. I think absolutely. Um, just just moving on, just to say what the the players that left the club, uh, Newcastle, was Jacob Murphy on loan to West Brom, which has been rumbling on for quite a while. It's good. It's not in Rafa's plans, especially no. if Richie's freed up now to resume his role at that right midfield. I think the most noteworthy part of that transfer was the really cringe confirmation video. Yeah, I saw that. I tried to with hip hop yeah. music on in the background. It was, uh, it was bizarre. And Ashraf Zah, who's never featured for the club, uh, never. You know, he's a left back. We've had left back issues, mm. still never featured. So that says it all. Yeah. And Rolando Aaron's, who's been here, there, and everywhere. And they've both gone to Sheffield. Um, and you know, we'll see how they do. Mm. Um, moving on, I'm just gonna go through a few really quick now. Yeah. Um, just to say, the Murata rumbling, I think we that said last week, yeah. it was confirmed since confirmed last episode bridge, that he's yeah. gone. Uh, Balassi, Everton to Anderlecht. I remember when Everton signed him and Everton fans were all on Twitter telling me that he was going to be better than Sadio Mane. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> <one>. uh, <laughs> and the last one really I just wanted to mention was uh, Sinji uh, moving yeah, from Dortmund yeah. to Besiktas. I liked it. I did like Sinji. Played well, it player. Didn't, didn't work out at United because he didn't play the way that you need to but he was a quality player at Dortmund the first time did a decent job at Dortmund I want to mention a non-transfer which will lead us into our next uh-huh. segment of uh, Rudy Gestead rejecting Millwall we wonder why do you know what shall we save that I think for we our shall. next segment I think we shall let's move on then yeah so moving on um, we'll, we'll put the Millwall issues just to one side just to talk about um, and not in great detail really Spurs uh, was it two cups in a week they dropped two cups in was it four days two like cu- yeah, yeah so they lost to Chelsea as we spoke about last week and then they had Palace uh, in the FA Cup four days afterwards at Palace Poch's reaction to things was the most interesting wasn't it it was bizarre uh, he kind of backtracked a few days later but straight afterwards he basically said winning trophies develops the ego nothing more and it was it was bizarre he came out afterwards and said ego was was misunderstood ego from where I come from isn't a negative thing whereas in England it's a negative thing but what he said was 
winning trophies is just for the ego and that to me is what why else are you in football if if his ambition is to stay at Spurs for the rest of his life fair enough fair play <laughs> if his ambition is to maybe one day move on to a club that could possibly win some trophies brilliant uh, not the best use of his uh, no, of his words no like I said he did backtrack a few days later and said that ego meant oh it was a different connotation in his language and he also tried to clarify it by saying domestic trophies. So he'll have been taking aim at the two trophies that he went out of, the two domestic trophies, the FA Cup and the League Cup. Yeah, when the, the fight for the top four is, is back on, really, with, with the gap closing, yeah. um, those domestic trophies become very important. They do, they do. Uh, they're holding on in there, though, aren't they? If they beat Newcastle today, I mean, it was nil-nil when we started recording. We I don't want to look at the line. If they beat Newcastle today, for the time being, they go second. So, being out the two cup competitions could help the league run. Well, he said, I think he said he mentioned in the about you know top four being, uh, you know, his priority in terms of yeah. that. But and the and the title race as well and the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I just, for me the last thing I want to say on this is is just that that Trippier penalty. I know. Whoa. Why is Trippier taking that though? Probably on the back of the World Cup. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. probably that. But I mean, can the... I can I just add something else? Because we had a quick chat about this via yeah. text message afterwards. Because of his comments midweek about Spurs getting to the level of Real Madrid. Now we had this. We quick did debate. have quite a discussion. We had quite a discussion, but I think one of us was arguing one point, and the other was arguing a slightly different. Yeah. You said you, you mean we weren't on the same. No, we weren't. No, it never happened. That's shocking, isn't it? It is. So you were saying Spurs could be as good as Real Madrid like I now, say, and they can. Yeah. As as a first eleven, they've got a fantastic. Without injuries, they've got a fantastic first eleven. That's but, what I was saying. I yeah, was saying exactly. Right now, yeah. In terms of 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 where Real are right now and they're struggling in terms of how Real, you know Real just. But right now, at this moment in time, Spurs could get to the level. Well, last of Real year. Madrid. Well, last year they had. Uh, They've, well, they've played Madrid in the Champions League, haven't they? And they weren't overawed by them. So now, yeah. now there's not a great deal between them, like with the first eleven. However, what Poch was saying was they can get to that point where they've won that many trophies, where they're established. And I was thinking, I this is absolutely bizarre. Yeah. I don't think there's a club who thirteen European cups, yeah. however many league titles, at this biggest, time. arguably the biggest name in world football yeah, yeah especially definitely. in South America because yeah. every South American who comes over to Europe wants to play for one of the two Barcelona or Real Madrid yeah to say Spurs could be on that level I don't know if he's been told that he's got no chance at the United job and he's just kind of playing up to Daniel Levy and saying please keep me I just think it's like bizarre I say, I, it's I absolutely think, bizarre I don't think any club right now could get to to, to have the historic it's not background. just bizarre it's just it's sheer, and I'm sorry to say, it, it's sheer stupidity in my eyes to say something like that. And I hope, I mean, we post this on Facebook, we post it on Twitter. If any Spurs fans disagree with me, I'd love you to come at me and tell me, yes, we will be at the level of Real Madrid. Because I genuinely don't think any Spurs fan believes that they will ever have won 13 European Cups. Well, in the next 200 years anyway. I mean, to be fair, I don't think they're going to be in the new stadium in the next few years. <laughs> no, no. And so, I think Spurs fans would agree with exactly, that as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, let's take one thing. I think, I think for, for Poch, it has been a rough few months in terms yeah. of, you know, the United job comes up, I don't think there's a manager in the world whose head doesn't 
slightly turn. Mm. So I'm sure he's got that in the background. I'm yeah. sure he's got pressure from above him with the board and stuff. And I'm sure, um, you know, with the with the injuries he's had with Harry Kane, he's got a lot of at the minute. Two transfer windows without signing anyone. Exactly. As well. It's just the other yesterday or whatever it was. It was it marked a year since the last transfer um, for a club like Tottenham. Not good enough. No, I think no. would be would be what uh, I would yeah, say. I think. I, I mean, I'd love to be disagreed with. I'd love to get into a debate with someone, but I'd I'd probably say ninety percent of Spurs fans would agree with yeah. you. Yeah, and can I move on to uh, yeah. something else which is not good enough? Mm. And it's a club who I think a lot of fans, especially at the level they are at, feel like they are a forgotten about club that they just aren't bothered with mm. because there is no reform in them, and that's Millwall. Yeah, I wanted to. Talk, I messaged you at the start of the week, didn't yeah. I, about this topic? Um, it was a chance. Well, well the violence let's outside. Let's start the game. Yeah, there should have been, there should have only been one talking point yeah, from that game. The talking point should have been Millwall knockout Premier League opposition, but also the technology within the game. Yeah, the VAR yeah, topic yeah. where Millwall's equaliser really should have been ruled out because it was elbowed over the line, and it wasn't, even though it did go to VAR. That should have been a talking point. Millwall, and that's it. It should have Everton been, should yeah. have been a talking that point. That should have been it. And both points were completely overshadowed by, and I don't even want to say minority, because the chant, everyone's well, heard it online. The, the everyone's heard that chant. The Steve Cavanagh. Steve Cavanagh keeps saying it's a small minority, and I keep seeing on Twitter, Millwall fans, it's a small um, minority of fans who are ruining So why are they still everybody. allowed around the club? Cavanagh kept he went on to TalkSport, and I saw a lot, of, a lot of Millwall fans angry by his treatment on TalkSport and Jim White's show. And I was I listened to it. And I felt more anger, anger. And I have no affiliation to it, Millwall. I was actually buzzing that they knocked Everton out. So I should be quite high on Millwall. We are unbiased. <laughs> unbiased. However, I was listening to Steve Kavanagh. And I didn't hear any remorse for those chants. He basically distanced himself. He said, it's not the club. It's some idiots who... Don't really go to normal games, but it it's fine if it had just happened from this game. It's not fine, but Millwall have got a long and ugly history of this with, type of thing with, with racism and and, and, and aggression violence and, and violence and just thuggishness. The violence, though, I th- I did agree with him on one point. Was the violence was organised away from the stadium, and the club can't do anything about that. And by no. the, by the sounds of it, a lot of the the fans, and I'm using air quotation marks there, the fans who were involved in the violence didn't end up going to the ground. So they weren't the match going. So you could see that as a positive or you could see it as a negative in that you had the idiots who didn't go to the ground, who were fighting Everton fans, however far Who away, stole the headlines. Who stole the headlines. Yeah. But then you've got even more idiots, different idiots inside the stadium coming up with a chant. I don't, I don't want to quote the chant, but I've been called both of those names. Yeah. I've been called both of those names um, especially the one insulting people of Asian heritage it's not a nice word and you see from the video and it's not a minority it's a lot of fans singing that it's yeah. quite obvious and if you're going to ban to ban all of those is almost impossible especially when Kevin has come out and saying well they don't go to normal games they only come out of the woodwork for the big games and he almost said at the end of the interview and this really made my blood boil he almost said, well, we should just be talking about the result and what a great result it was for Millwall. So what is the alternative, Steve? What is the alternative? We just brush it under the carpet because it's a handful of fans that you believe don't deserve the coverage? They do deserve the coverage because it's at your football club and it happens time and time again. The only pertinent point that Steve Kavanagh made was this isn't just a Millwall problem. 
because there have been incidents throughout the well, I say throughout the country. I, I apologise for any of our southern listeners, but the main incidents this season have happened in the south of the country. The incident down at Millwall, yeah. The banana skin at the North London derby, yeah. And the Chelsea incidents, yeah. The big plural, plural, yeah, incidents. So the main, the main incidents. Yes, it's not just a Millwall problem. It is a society problem. But do not tell people that they should be focusing on Millwall's wonderful achievement and not giving these idiots coverage. I understand the sentiment, but the alternative to not giving these idiots coverage is not talking about it at all, and it needs to be spoken about. <laughs> the thing is, for me, it's, you know, um, I haven't actually heard, I only know this from what you've told me, uh, I haven't actually heard what Steve Cameron has had to say, but for me, with Millwall, why are they not focused on changing from the, from changing the core? Through history, uh, you know, we're probably getting to at least thirty something years mm. now, in terms of having this attitude and, and other clubs seeing them like probably this. Probably longer. Probably longer. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, as someone who was who is just nearing uh, the age of thirty, <laughs> you're you yeah. a lot, lot quicker I'm than a I am. Close, yeah. Um, you know, I, I can't, I can't say from that much what was before me because I've not never really put much research into them. I just know of. Their reputation whilst I've been a football fan, but um, for, for me, a lot of clubs that we've got, I've got a friend who's a Leeds friend, a Leeds fan, um, and I was talking to him about this, and he was he he was more angry at the fact that there will be no comeuppance. Doesn't want that There will be no fines. You know, there'll be no. Banning of fans, there was nothing. They were saying on TalkSport, they were asking the question, should Millwall be kicked out of the cup? Now, I, I, I hesitate to go that far. I'm angry at it, and obviously those listening will, will hear that in my voice. However, it isn't the whole of the club, and I have no doubt in my mind that that club have fantastic... Players talk about going to Millwall as an away game, yeah. and more often than not, it's a fantastic atmosphere. Absolutely fantastic atmosphere. The producer of Jim White's show his name forgets me I think he was, he was called Joey Jim White gave him the opportunity to speak before Kavanagh came on and he spoke fantastically well really eloquent his idea was to completely rebrand the football club because there's this stigma attached to the Millwall name they're not in Millwall now they moved away however many years ago yeah. and he said something it was, it was more of a throwaway or we could be called the Bermondsey Lions or something along those lines because of the stigma attached to the Millwall name anyone hears Millwall they think hooligan yeah. I have no doubt 90 well I say no doubt now after hearing the amount of people singing that chant I don't know if it's a, it's a lesser percentage I have no doubt there are fans of that football club who don't deserve to see their club kicked out of the FA Cup after a fantastic performance by the players Yes, the players do not deserve to be kicked out of no, the no, no. competition having put in that much effort but something has because to be done because of a minority it is a minority it is a minority relatively speaking but it's not a minority it's, as you and I see it. That word is it's misleading. A, yeah, it yeah. is It is massively misleading. If you've seen the video, go and watch it. It's, it's a lot of fans singing that um, offensive chant. I think the issue is Kavanagh trying to distance it from the football club. If Kavanagh attacked it head on and said, right, and there are bands, uh, there have been bands of fans, but the issue is how these fans are getting into games. And the actual Millwall fans came on to the radio show and spoke about how easy it was for these for people to get tickets to this game. Anyone who doesn't go normally, looking for a fight, looking 
looking for a bit of a bit of aggro could have got a ticket like that yeah so that needs to be attacked that needs to be attacked head on and Kavanagh's attitude to it and Millwall fans I'm happy to hear from any of you but I believe Kavanagh's attitude of we shouldn't give these idiots coverage is naive it is naive because these idiots need kicking out of your football club and by not giving the story coverage it's brushing under the carpet and that's the feeling I got from Steve Kavanagh it's not Millwall it's just idiots who have nothing to do with Millwall well funny that Steve because this happens at your football club quite often now yes it happens elsewhere as well and it's a society problem but stop trying to brush it under the carpet and act like it's not happening own it exactly own it say it's our job to do better in fighting these idiots because at the minute he's just brushed it off and that's angered everybody whereas if you didn't apart from I mean I did a quick search on Twitter last night uh, Kavanagh and Millwall um, and there were lots of Millwall fans just angry at how Kavanagh was portrayed on the radio which to me says either these are the Millwall fans who were chanting or getting involved in the violence or these are Millwall fans who just don't see the problem in front of their eyes it's an interesting one isn't it and I'm yeah. sure this will will it, will it? That, that's my thing will it rumble on or will it get I think it'll rumble about... on I think it'll rumble on until I think it'll rumble on as an undertone type of thing until it happens again and it probably will and it will and not necessarily always at Millwall like we said there are those other incidents but Steve Kavanagh I agree with uh, with Simon own it don't just say we shouldn't be giving these idiots coverage because that's a cop out yeah and and, and in, a, in a country where you know you look at the Italian league and it's rife at, yeah. at times in certain clubs and things we cannot go down that route we can't we, go we, back we can't exactly go I was going to say a lot of work, a lot of amazing work has been done and Millwall as a club do some fantastic work in the community yeah. around that club they do and all of that work has been forgotten because of some idiots at a football match and some bad PR and some bad PR yeah. and not handling it in the yeah. right way not saying the right things more importantly not doing the right things and that's it. This issue is, is all about being proactive, isn't it? It is, yes. Uh, I tell you what, let's put this on hold. I'll, uh, I'll have a bit of calming down time. Exactly. Shall we move on to uh, next, the crazy midweek? We shall, we shall. Okay. So, uh, it was a crazy midweek. Crazy. Uh, Started really well for us. Started really well on the Tuesday for us. Yeah. And you. It was, a, it was one of those odd moments where our desires synced. Yeah, you know, I, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I, I've mentioned previously as, as a teacher, um, I looked at the time the game was kicking off and I thought to myself, I'll, I'll get involved in the first half. <laughs> uh, can't guarantee I'll, be, I'll, I'll stick with it into the second. Oh, I stuck with it. 25 seconds in, I bet you didn't want to. No, 20, <laughs> what, uh, sorry, no, 24, 24 seconds. 24, I apologise. Uh, 24 seconds in, we, uh, we uh, well, we won nil down to Aguero. Um, and the you're fearing the worst, aren't you? Yeah, the writing's on the wall, isn't it? You yeah. know, you, you, at that point, I thought to myself, well, this is a cricket score, isn't it? Well, we said um, after the game, that was City's preferred front six, as you were. Yeah. Uh, Fernandinho holding. Yeah. Kevin De Bruyne, David Silva, Sterling, Sane, Aguero. Absolutely. That is their preferred strongest front six. Yeah. 
you know they scored early on and you, you fear the worst but for that that's the Newcastle fan way I think uh, I could be different to the rest I don't think I am though in terms of thinking oh no this is going to be an absolute riot but you, we haven't been beaten badly this season we no. haven't had a game where we have teams have come to us and slotted five past us without us at least replying but I can't remember a game this season where the scoreline's been racked up no. I think Rafa you know Rafa does have his have, have his downs you know his downsides and things like that There are they are there and every manager does mm. but for me you should never write him off in terms of how 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 he, how he sets a squad and how, how regimented they are with getting him. a one off result you should yeah. never count Rafa out getting exactly. a one off result who we're for you against I should know that as well and as a Newcastle fan in the last few years I'd say you know in the last what I remember a few years ago Christmas um, around Christmas time we went and beat United I think Kabaye got a goal or something like yeah, that yeah it was a couple of years know, ago we, we do we do have results against the big sides we should never ever ever write them off and you know earlier this season we got beat by United 3-2 and it was only because Jose somehow managed to say the right three words that you know kick-started that revival Fellini save me well yeah <laughs> there were words which used um, Rondon and Richie, two names who if you ask me who are my favourite players this year they are top two Rondon is a pest the, I mean he's, he's in the best and I don't mean that I don't yeah, mean that no, negatively no, at all yeah. in the best possible way I, I've talked to you earlier he, I feel Rondon is a bang average striker mm. uh, none of his stats suggest scream, otherwise yeah scream that he is <laughs> you know the world the world beater but that's the thing with Rafa Rafa just knows he just knows players he does he spends time he understands how they work and he set this Newcastle side up It's and I've said to you a few times I'm not a fan of this who fit long but that's the players we got mm. that's the team we've got and that's the system we need to play I think it helps as well though I think the players realise that if Rafa went they could <laughs> get no one else they could get no one else so I think those players yeah they're playing for Newcastle they're playing for the bads they're playing for the fans but I think those players are absolutely desperate to keep that yeah. manager in charge and they are playing blight. Yeah. They are desperate. And the only reason we brought in Almiron is Rafa. To try him. Well, no, it's Rafa. Well, Craig Hope of the Daily Mail said uh, quite succinctly on the radio yesterday, this can only be the first step. Almiron yeah. and Barocca are only the first steps. He it needs in writing. It won't be. Assurances to stay at that football club. I, as a Liverpool fan, I love Rafa, always will do. I think he's he's found a fantastic fit. I think Newcastle, again, Newcastle Liverpool, similar fanatical fan bases. Yep. Um, the kind of hero worship yeah. in both cities. So he's found a fantastic fit up there, and I hope that he stays up there. The club deserves him. He deserves the club. Mike Ashley, on the other hand, I don't I don't love Mike Ashley in with the club. I thought we weren't swearing on this podcast. No. <laughs> uh, explicit. Uh, explicit language yeah. used there. I apologise. Yeah, we'll see. I think I think that's that's all. We, as Newcastle fans, yeah, we can see. And, we, and we can't go into too much detail about the stuff we've spoke about Newcastle in the past, we have. haven't we? Uh, talking about the game, twenty five seconds in, twenty four seconds in, it looked like a cricket. So my, as as Simon knows, my little boy's not been particularly well, so I didn't. I wasn't able to watch the game. I saw the goal going. My eyes rolled. I put my phone on the side <laughs> and I dealt with my little boy, and then. Looked at how half-time score came through at nil, uh, at 1-0. I was gobsmacked. It was still on the yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah. this could maybe happen. And as as the game was going on, we were getting messages through 
and my uh, our mate Danny, yeah, a yeah. big City fan, said something like, "If we don't win here, the league is yours." And I, I, I was gobsmacked. So I thought, "Oh, they must have equalised." And I looked, and it was two one. I, I could yeah. not believe it. So yeah. I put my phone down. And I said, I'm "Not even going to look at the next 10, 15 minutes. I'll look at full time." And when the full time whistle came through, it was it was that was the worst absolutely. twenty minutes of my life. <laughs> I'm not going to like it. It I was the worst. It was just against the way City players exactly. They just, just press. But the the players that Raf has brought in, there's not a I can't I can't say there's many weak players. They 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 no. will front up to to pressure. From what I heard from people who watched the game as well as well as you, it was a deserved win as well. Uh, City looked, and again, this is coming second hand. I didn't watch the game. This is I watched the highlights, of course. This is from people who watched the game. City looked complacent. They looked overconfident. They looked sloppy in possession. As if yeah. they thought after the goal went in on the 25 seconds, they didn't have to work I mean, for the, the result. It, it, was, it, was, it was, I'm going to use a word I've used about four times. It was peak Newcastle in terms of they had about 80% possession. Yeah. But the 20% we had, we did stuff with it. Possession is, football cyclical. So you had that Barcelona team who had all the possession all the time yeah. and they won matches with it. Football's not like that anymore. It's more about the high press, the quick counter, yeah. and it's all about what you do with possession. It might go back the tiki-tack away. Like I said, football's cyclical. And at the moment, is, possession, yeah. possession doesn't win you football matches. Tell you what, let's move on. Uh, otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm tempting fate. As we say, Newcastle are currently playing... Um, Tottenham. Tottenham, as we speak. Uh, yeah, no goals in that game so far from when we record. Yeah, I'm sure it'll change. Uh, let's go through some of the, the ones which. Well, we can't talk about the City Newcastle game. Well, I'm going to save that one. I'm going to save that one. I'm just going to go for some scores well, which. <laughs> yeah, um, Southampton, Crystal Palace, one-one. Yeah. Ward, Prowse, and Zaha getting the goals. Zaha, Zaha get, finally off. getting a goal. Yeah, I get set off in the same game. It's his petulance. It was yeah. for applauding the referee, wasn't it? He's, it was. he's got that. We've spoken about that on a previous podcast, haven't we? Where he's whinged about not getting penalties and decisions. Yeah. If he gets that out of his game, he could. He could you're a big really... fan. I know you're a big yeah. fan of Zaha. Um, Spurs two-one. What against Watford? Um, Son and Kane. I mean, Kane's successor at Lorente. Sorry, getting very confused. Um, and Kaká getting a goal for Watford. It was a late winner as well for yeah, Spurs. Yeah, it was. Um, Again. Yeah. After the Burnley game. I'm sure the uh, the higher ups are breathing, uh, breathing a sigh of relief that Lorente has got a goal in, yeah. in terms of. But I think it was an important goal. Uh, they've won two games against Burnley and Watford that they didn't deserve to win. That's yeah. why they were they're hanging in hanging on in there. In the title race, and, and that's all you need. Uh, yeah. Arsenal, uh, the, the you know the two forwards getting a goal each. Yeah, uh, Mendes Lang getting one for Cardiff. I'm so happy that Cardiff keep losing. Fulham, <laughs> Fulham won four two. Which had we not won, I'd have been upset. Um, Big result for Fulham though. Yeah, massive. Uh, Mitro getting two goals. Um, Good for my fancy football. <laughs> just didn't work for us. But anyway, no. uh, Everton. Uh, Got to win, Rickardson. Uh, it was always going to happen, wasn't it? Yeah, against Huddersfield Town again. Good for us. Yeah. Um, did your red card? I'm sure some fancy football managers were upset, upset about, about that. that. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about the United game now. United doing what United used to do, uh, and that I think that's all they. I don't know. All, I, you I, say I, doing what United used to do. United used to win football matches. Late yeah, right, on, right. they used to win right. football matches. Later, there's a, the, the, there was a there was a a part of the I'm glad United. you said that because I mentioned this downstairs didn't I yeah. I think the way Ollie has spun this 
in a PR sense, is genius. Now that result, he's got a job to. He's yeah, got a job to that, interview for. Hasn't that he? result, in isolation, is a bad result. With Arsenal winning, and yeah. obviously they will have to hook a little bit with Chelsea losing, and we'll, we'll come on to yeah, that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, it was a bad result. Burnley, and I'm sorry for any uh, of my Burnley mates who listen to this. Burnley have been absolutely abysmal this season. Oh. Have been spineless. Sean Dyche has been moaning week after week. They have been awful. We could have a whole segment on Sean Dyche. We could. Um, we but could. I, I, they have been. They have been awful. I, I, as a team who was sort of like the darlings, they were of the fantastic. Premier League, last everyone season. sort of yeah, looked exactly. at them and thought, you know, they're the exactly. lucky. He's got a team that he can trust. Mm. Uh, it's just not worth the season. You, you, I hope the 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 board keep. Yeah, they will. Do. I think they, they will. will because they, I've yeah. lost. I've lost a little bit of respect for Sean Dice this season, and it's mainly just because of how he's handled. But isn't that, isn't that every manager? Maybe I mean, yeah, even as maybe. a Liverpool fan in those years, you know, especially the early uh, sort of 2010. Well, there was a year that you, the first half of the year, was not good for you. Well, right, we've had a couple of years yeah. where Rafa's gone off on one. Um, it's every the owners. It is. I just in moaning at diving in moaning at time wasting for the United game when it was actually his team he wasted most of the yeah. time um, stuff like that it just it gets on my nerves but like I was saying this result in isolation is bad because Burnley had been so poor they were 2-0 up and the way he spun it uh, well the drop points as well in the race for top four Man United the way he spun it is United of older back because they fought back in the last few minutes and he spun it fantastically he's yeah. turned a poor result into a the character fan, win. The, the fans are behind yeah, you. Exactly, yeah, it's exactly. He's done really um, well there. Oh, yeah, yeah, gotta give him credit. Uh, talking about excuses, uh, Snow. Oh, I'm not having this at all. No. He's... One one. I'll just say that one one. Liverpool yeah. Leicester. Yeah. Um, Manny Maguire. I've written a little piece on this that I don't know if it will get onto your website in time. Um, it was it was basically more. Ca- it wasn't anything official. It was more cathartic for me to get. This it is out a good time just to mention that we are. Uh, those who are listening, we yeah. are. Um, we're in the process of getting a website together. Website, social media, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we're 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 trying. We're making a go of this. We are. We're, we are making a go. It. So, uh, but in terms of, I read this week, uh, Klopp has used thirteen excuses. Yeah. Recently, and they include. He wind, doesn't, he doesn't, wind. He doesn't like weather. No wind. wind no too I dry. I think one of them was. He doesn't. The grass was too long. It was yeah, city. Um, it's bizarre. I think he's, he's he's taking a little bit out of Mourinho's playbook in that I am absolutely positive. Jurgen's a smart man. Right. Look what he's, I'm absolutely positive he's doing this to deflect away from the performance because and, yeah. and I'm quite happy for any of our listeners uh, and I know a few of my uh, followers on Twitter listen Liverpool fans. I think the performance was poor. I looked at the ratings of uh, of another of two other very popular Liverpool based podcasts and the ratings were a lot higher than I would have given um, I, I felt the performance was poor especially in the second half uh, and I think Jürgen mentioning oh it was a bit snowy takes it, no one's talked about they talked about no, the nerves and that no is, one's talked about the performance that is the Mourinho way isn't it yeah, I, th- yeah. I think really five. there's now a five point gap we could talk all day about oh it could have been seven for me a five point gap at the start of February if you'd have given Decent me that position. in August, I'd have been yeah, really happy. Yeah. Um, keeps really interest happy. as well. I mean, not not for you and City fans, I'm sure, no. but for the rest of us, it just keeps a bit of interest. Well, it keeps it interesting loop. for City fans because it keeps it keeps them two games behind yeah. rather than three. Last game, um, hit. could we see 
another manager on his way out of, of uh, Mauricio. Chelsea. Mauricio. He's um, come out since this result saying, talking about the other big clubs and the managers are keeping fair. It's not a good look no. when your team loses 4-0, you say you can't motivate them, and then you say publicly, give me more time. Did you see that he didn't travel back with the team as well? That's interesting. He didn't travel back on the team. He said he needed time to himself to digest the Pathetic. performance. It's this this club, and I think we've mentioned it previously, so we're not going to go too far into this. No. This club, this team, this group of players have got managers sacked, and that should not it ever shouldn't happen. I, be the way it shouldn't. Them. I read an article though that put the onus on the club appointing Sari as the problem. Um, I think the article said that he, he was trophy shy and we've mentioned this before that he's he's never won anything before coming to Chelsea but I'll, I'm going to hit back there in that case Jurgen Klopp is trophy exactly, shy exactly well, exactly no I agree or, or trophy adverse it, I would if, say if you if you we spoke about how other managers view Bielsa on another podcast yeah yeah other managers view Sari as a fantastic manager you hear about how he spoke it's his about tactics isn't it it I is it's Sari ball yeah Sari ball yeah I don't uh, like and he that. did fantastically at Napoli he actually ran Napoli close a couple of times to Juve Juve dominate that league they've got better yeah. players they've got better resources than anyone in that league uh, and Napoli ran them close twice thanks to Sari no one even the players were questioning Sari 10 games in the likes of Louise the likes of Hazard were coming out and saying how refreshed they felt under Sari <laughs> and now a couple of bad performances and it's all Sari's fault. Even Hazard came out the other week and said he understands that he can be difficult for managers. I mean, what is that about? Just get He's your head a grown down. man. This is why he will never win the Ballon d'Or. This is why. Players don't just take months off unless you're Paul Pogba and other players at Man United. Players don't take time off just because they don't get along with the boss. World-class players who yeah. win things. Cristiano Ronaldo, for all of his character flaws... His worst seasons are better than most. Yeah. But you can't... The thing is, and I've said this a lot, the reason that Eden Hazard will never win a Ballon d'Or, the reason Eden Hazard will very unlikely ever play for the two big Spanish I clubs think he will. because... Well, not win a Ballon d'Or, I think he'll yeah. probably play for Real Madrid. See, I don't... He's not in that class. You look at Ronaldo, you look at Messi, you look at these big players. I I'd agree. even go as far to say, when on, when on, his, on his form, he's as... Pogba is a better... is a more effective player... They're in terms players. of a football player, they yeah. are different players. But what I'm saying is, Pogba has a bigger effect than Hazard has, has, has had. But the thing is, then I see Hazard do those runs where he just cannot be touched. If I had to choose, and this isn't biased because I can't stand Chelsea or United, if I had to choose one of those in my team, it'd be Hazard all day. I think I agree with you. Even, there. I know, and, and, of, and I know I'm going against me having yeah. to go at him and his attitude. As a footballer on his day, he's a joy to watch. I've seen him tear us apart. He, he, it was that run against you, wasn't it? I'm yeah, talking about yeah, that one. It was just game, amazing. But it's not just that. He tears apart, or he seems to hold on to these performances. He's never played poorly against us, ever. Um, he loves playing against us, Eden Hazard. He's a quality player, but when he's coming out saying, I know I'm difficult for managers, it's pathetic. Just get on with your game and play for your manager. Like, there's going to be transition. If they're changing, they completely change. The reason this is rearing its head is twofold. They've just been battered by Bournemouth 4-0. 4-0. Yeah. And they're, they've changed so drastically from the first 10 to 12 games. Everything was hunky-dory first 10 to 12 games, and now they've hit the skids, yeah. basically. And the thing is, they brought in a big player at the start of the season who mm. hasn't took to the Premier League at all. And that, and that. But it's that midfield, isn't it? The way he's using Kante and, and, and so on. Mm. We Again, we say this every week, but we could do a whole segment on 
and I think, and I'm sure we will. I'm, I'm sure, sure we will. Yeah. When we, I'm sure when he gets sacked, inevitably, <laughs> yeah. uh, is when it will be. Tell you what, um, let's move on to this week, shall we? Yeah, I think uh, so. In terms of um, games. the games this week, uh, we have right now Newcastle uh, down yeah. in London at. Wembley. Uh, at Wembley, which is pretty much the only time we ever make it to Wembley. <laughs> no, no, I heard, I heard a start. stat that you've not won at Wembley in either its form mm. since the 50s. We've not won a cup since someone, the 50s. Someone so. said on the radio well, no, yesterday done, yeah, we've not won that you haven't won at Wembley um, since the 50s and you've lost however many of your last yeah. few games. I think if you look at the stats, I think we, you know, clubs come out and say they're unlucky or they've not won anything. We have had the biggest weight of any of the... Mm. It's distorted a little bit because at the moment it's not being used as a cup venue, it's being used as a league venue for Spurs. So obviously people are going to be playing there more often than they usually would, but still a bad record. I've heard that they're going to rename it the, the new new the Tottenham new. Hotspur Stadium. <laughs> the new new White Hart Lane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. So uh, that's going on. We've, the other games this week are Brighton Watford, Mm-hmm. Uh, Burnley Southampton which is uh, I'd love a draw in that one yeah of course um, Chelsea Huddersfield I'd love it I know Chelsea fans who are genuinely I mean it's Huddersfield at home Huddersfield have been really poor really and I know Chelsea fans who genuinely think they will drop points in that game genuinely and Chelsea fans as we know I'd say are some of the most arrogant fans I apologise if we've got any listeners <laughs> it's the southerners <laughs> <laughs> I can it, say that because our uh, social media stuff is not yet ready. It, it isn't, no. Uh, so it's very surprising for them to be so damn beat. I couldn't stand if they were against City. Well, the back of the last few results, you, yeah. you can't have any. Can not you? a great deal of confidence. Uh, Palace form, that te- that'll probably be a decent game. Yeah. Uh, Everton Wolves. Uh, that'll be... That'll well, we didn't mention, did we, back game. in the transfers. We're going way back now. We didn't mention back in the transfers that they'd finally made Johnny... Yeah, that was always going on. It was yeah. 18 million. It was, it was 18 a joint, million. Yeah, joint record fee for Wolves. I mean, it made sense. He's been yeah. good for them. Um, Cardiff, Bournemouth. Uh, yeah. Please, Bournemouth, do your thing again. <laughs> uh, tomorrow on Sunday's fixtures are Leicester United. That, now, it'd just be like Leicester to put in the performance he did against us midweek and then get absolutely thrashed against United. I hope that's not the case. I hope have Leicester... United, would you say United have thrashed under Oli? Have been thrashed. No, have thrashed. Yeah, they have. Those first, didn't they score five oh, goals did, in a yeah, game right, for, yeah, yeah, for the first right, time yeah. to, uh, yeah. in however many years? It's tailed off. It has, say. but I mean, That's, I have I'm a big thing about the new manager syndrome. I, I yeah, think it's, it's a big thing. But you know, the, I can't say anything. I it's think a big game. It's said. a big game in the race for top four. A massive yeah. game. Unless yeah. they've got, they are, if they play like they did against us, they've got a chance to win against yeah. United. Um, it just depends which Leicester turn up. Yeah, see Arsenal, big game for both clubs. Which, yeah, Arsenal need it for the top four. They won midweek, really good win midweek. Um, and City need it to get back on track after the Newcastle game. I mean, and then um, it's pretty. It's actually good for you that you're playing Monday because all the other games are done and you'll know exactly there's where a, you are. Well, there's a debate this week going on about that because the next however many games... City play first. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. Uh, so it's a case of City could be within one or well, it'll be two points if they beat Arsenal tomorrow of us before we play West Ham. If I was Jurgen, I'd lock the team in the cupboard. Yeah, without a doubt. Say you don't beat you. Well, it, it didn't work this week. City lost. We knew exactly what we needed to do. City lost first. Exactly, that's what and I'm we saying. Still, and we still couldn't go out there. That's what I'm saying. Get, Regardless get the of the so. result, I'd lock them in a the cupboard and say, you're not looking <laughs> at the results until the end of it. look at the results, yeah. Um, and there is a midweek um, game it's a, it looks like it's a two game week for Everton and City because of uh, City's 
Yeah, the Chelsea Bournemouth hasn't had it, got a date yet. Um, I read that they're doing refunds for tickets and they don't know when it's going to be. But um, what the reverse fixture in the league? No, no, the the the, the fixture that they're going to have to move out because of the Carabao Cup. Oh, uh, right. The Chelsea game hasn't been uh, arranged. Right, okay. Um, so it's it's a big week. I'm sure Everton would love uh, it to be as crazy midweek as last week's midweek. Yeah. For that. Um, We'll just have to see. For for me, those bottom clubs lose. Oh yeah, and for, take... me, and, for, and for me, as we're not biased, nope. clear line. You'd love another favour from us. Well, we'd love another favour got... from you today. Yeah. We need a favour from Arsenal tomorrow. Uh, but all these favours mean nothing if, if we can't win. if we can't yeah. go to the Olympic Stadium on Monday and put in a performance and win. Yeah, um, you know that. I, I think that brings us to an end. I think. Yeah. Um, it does. It, it's all still in there, isn't it? It's, it's been just, a jam-packed week, hasn't it? It has been a jam-packed, jam-packed week. week. You know, there's been ups and downs. There's been the best of football, the worst of football. It has. Uh, I think the biggest news is uh, Newcastle smashing, but not smashing, their, uh, what is it now, 13-year, 12-year transfer record. record. Yeah. Um, I think I think the feeling is relief more than anything, isn't it? Well, we'll see him play first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, thank you for joining us once yeah. again. We really appreciate all those people who take the time to listen to us, um, retweet and share as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, as I say, we are looking to get social media sites up and running, and then we can. Uh, when you're angry at us, you can you can you have a place to do it, and we have a place to. And I'm sure you will be. Yeah, we have a place to cry and things like that. It's gonna be great. Um, once again, I hope the best for your football teams this weekend, apart from those below Newcastle. Keep losing. Um, <laughs> and we will talk to you next week.